0: How would you begin Mm -hmm. to dissect like, am I I still held back from that experience now?
1: If they're gripped by that experience, they have not healed. It's like the person who says, well, I'm great as long as I don't see them. No, that's not healing. Betrayal uh, really lends itself to creating an entirely new identity you keep all the parts about you that you love and you let go and you leave behind everything that no longer serves. It's like this, it's like, you know, Legos, right? So imagine, imagine a Lego structure in the corner of a room and it's just there, you know, just sitting there. And then the whole thing is destroyed. Here's, here's the opportunity in betrayal. It's as if the whole thing came down and you're looking at each piece saying, I don't want to build it the same way. I don't want to use that piece. I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it this way. I want to make it bigger and better and more beautiful, whatever it is. That's what's happening. So if someone's just you know back to life as it was, where they're not maxed out in their health, in their relationships, in their work, they haven't healed. And and you can go either way with this. Rebuilding is always a choice. Whether you rebuild yourself and you move on, or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something from the ground up new with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband not long ago is to totally transform people. We married each other again.
0: Hello, good day, greetings, wherever you are in the world. Thank you for joining True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. True Hope Cast takes a deep dive into mental health many, many, physiological and psychological aspects this is the show for you if you're looking for motivation inspiration knowledge and solutions and that's what we're all about here at true hope canada and true hope canada is a mind and body based supplement company dedicated first and foremost to promoting brain and body health through non-invasive nutritional means for more information about us please visit truehopecanada.com Today I welcome Dr. Debbie Silber to the podcast. Now Dr. Silber is the founder of the Post-Betrayal Transformation Institute. She's a holistic psychologist, a health mindset and personal development expert and a two-time number one international best-selling author. Her recent PhD study on how we experience betrayal made three groundbreaking discoveries that change how long it takes to heal. In addition to being on Fox CBS the Dr Oz show and TEDx she's an award-winning speaker and coach dedicated to helping people move past their betrayals and any other blocks preventing them from health work relationships confidence and happiness that they really really desire today though, we're going to be discussing unhealed betrayal enjoy the show okay well welcome to the show Dr Debbie thank you so much for being with me today how are you what is going well
1: uh doing great looking forward to our conversation
0: wonderful well just as an as an intro can you just let us know who you are and what it is that you do please
1: sure i'm the founder and ceo of the pbt which stands for post betrayal transformation institute and you can imagine no one uh runs an institute for betrayal, unless you need to. (laughs) And um, it's, it's actually my 30th year in business. And as life would change, so would business. So it was health and then mindset and then personal development. And then I had a really painful betrayal from my family, Thought I did everything I needed to do to heal from that. And then it happened a few years later. This time it was my husband. So that was the deal breaker. Got him out of the house and looked at the two experiences thinking, well, what's similar to these two? Of course, me, but what else? And realized I I never really put myself on my own to-do list. So um, realized, you know, if nothing changes, nothing changes. So here I was, four kids, six dogs and a thriving business. And I decided to go back for a PhD. And it was in transpersonal psychology. The Psychology of Transformation and Human Potential. While I was there, I did a study. I studied betrayal, what holds us back, what helps us heal, and what happens to us physically, mentally, and emotionally when the people closest to us lie, cheat, and deceive. And that study led to three groundbreaking discoveries, which changed my health, my family, my work, my life
0: wow that's a whole that's a whole lot of stuff amazing well thank you for sharing sharing that with us and yeah i mean i I found it very interesting going through going through your profile going through your website and the you know a post betrayal transformation institute i mean that's such a fascinating thing to even comprehend it sounds super unique super new super interesting so before we jump into maybe jump into that let's talk about like betrayal let's break that down like what is that what does that mean what do you think that means for most people
1: Yeah. You know, I define it as the breaking of a spoken or unspoken rule and every relationship has them, you you know, and and the way it works is the more you trust and the more you depend on that person, the deeper the betrayal. So, for example, a child who's completely dependent on their parent and the parent does something awful that's going to have a different impact than, let's say, you know, your best friend sharing your secret, your coworker taking credit for your idea, still a betrayal, a different level of cleanup necessary in the wake but it hurts so much because this was the person or these were the people that we trusted the most so when the person you trust the most proves untrustworthy who do you trust when the one you run to when other people are causing harm is the one causing the harm where do you go so uh, betrayal is a very different type of trauma which in fact was the first discovery and happy to share all of them if you want to hear
0: yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I want to talk about the institute. We'll certainly talk about the study and what you what you're able to find from that. Cause I'm sure that the information that you've found in that is is um important and relevant to everybody. Um so like how do you so how does betrayal in, you talked about so how does betrayal impact us? Because you spoke about like kind of the the deeper the trust, the longer the mm-hmm. trust, whatever it is that like the the I don't know. The larger the betrayal feels, like you know, it obviously grows. It's significant. You've got so much invested in that individual, and everything from what you thought about that person to what you thought about their personality and their characteristics. Everything's Mm -hmm. kind of out the window, and ends up just being a lie. And I suppose all the all the um, clusters of cells and neurons that we build up in boxes about that type Mm -hmm. of individual, like that just gets shattered and broken like a, in like a literally in an instant, right. When that Mm -hmm. thing happens or that thing gets said, or that thing comes out Mm -hmm. whole paradigm shifts, get completely changed and literally huge part, different parts of your brain associated Mm -hmm. with that individual, that thing, whatever that might be, it, it gets completely blown out of the water. And then what do people do with that? Like cleanup of that, like, unclustering of, of of neurons
1: yeah well to to answer the question how does it show up it shows up uh, first of all it shows up everywhere in your health in your work in your relationships uh, so for example in relationships i'll see it in one of two ways the the classic sign of an unhealed betrayal is repeat betrayal. So the faces change, you know, and you, and you keep saying, you know, you may say, well, why do I keep having the the same type of type of experience? I keep going from friend to friend to friend, or partner to partner to partner, boss to boss to boss, and it's the same thing. Is it me? Yes, it is. Not in that it's your fault. In that it's your opportunity. There is a profound lesson waiting to be learned. You are lovable, worthy, and deserving. You need better boundaries in place, whatever that particular lesson is for you until, and unless you get that, you're going to have opportunities in the form of people to teach you. The second way we see it in relationships is where the big wall goes up. You're like, been there, done that. No one's getting near me again. And we think that's coming from a place of strength and it's not, it's coming from fear. So we just keep people at a distance because we just can't even risk the vulnerability and and take that chance of having our heart broken like that again. So we see it in health, too. People go to the most well-meaning doctors, coaches, healers, therapists to manage a stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. Very often at the root of it is an unhealed betrayal. We see it in work too. Uh, People, they deserve that Razor promotion, but their confidence was shattered in the betrayal. So they don't have the confidence to ask and they're bitter and resentful instead. Or they want to be a team player, collaborative partner, joint venture partner, but the person they trusted the most proved untrustworthy. So how could they trust that boss, that coworker, that partner? Shows up everywhere.
0: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I just wonder, do you think... Do you think betrayal or being betrayed is an important part of growing as a person? Do you think it's inevitable for everybody? And I suppose it goes one of maybe two or three ways, I suppose, if you were to experience that, like let's call it a significant betrayal because there's obviously mm-hmm. different levels to that. Whether you're a kid, you're going to process the whole experience completely differently as if you're an adult. So let's say you're an adult, you go through a significant betrayal. I suppose, you know, you hear from people all of the time that, that use that Really bad thing that happened to them to catapult them into be th- these unbelievable individuals that use the motivation of that energetic experience to, you know, take them to do amazing things. A lot of people, as you say, don't learn from the experience. Maybe I don't. I'm not. am not i am not sure. I'm sure it's very deep. But like somebody experiences that betrayal and then they just like they move on to the next betrayal and they're not really mm-hmm. digested that whole experience. Didn't really recognize that that type of betrayal is something that they don't deserve. It's also something mm-hmm. that, um, you know, if they're not going to develop themselves personally to look to avoid it in the future, then it's like, you know, they're kind of like stuck in that, in that past. Like, is there, is there a particular, is there a particular individual that, that succumbs to this betrayal? And do you see it more often than not becoming like a, a positive thing for people to you know recognize mm-hmm. that? Oh, okay. You, you can fool me once, but you know, like happening again, it's like a real big lesson learned.
1: Yeah, well, of course, that's the opportunity. And that was the first discovery, that uh, betrayal is such a different type of trauma that really lends itself to a very different type of healing. You know, originally, I was studying uh, betrayal and post traumatic growth. And for those, you know, I'm sure you're familiar, is I look at it like the upside of trauma, how any trauma, death of a loved one, disease, natural disaster, leaves you with a new awareness, insight, perspective you didn't have. Maybe you lose someone you love and you realize life is short, that kind of thing. But I had lost loved ones, and and I also had disease. And I was like, nope, betrayal feels very different for me. I didn't want to assume it was the same for all my study participants. So I asked them, if you've been through other traumas, besides betrayal, is it different for you? Unanimously, they said it's so different. And here's why. Because it feels so intentional, we take it so personally. So the entire self is shattered and has to be rebuilt. Rejection, abandonment, belonging, confidence, worthiness, trust. You know, when you lose someone you love, you grieve, you're sad, you mourn the loss. You don't necessarily lose your ability to trust. You don't question your sanity, you know? So well, with post-traumatic growth, you rebuild your life. With betrayal, you rebuild your life and yourself. So long answer to your question, the opportunity is to rebuild your life and yourself and uh, I coined the new term, post-betrayal transformation. When you do that, that's the state you're living in and that's the opportunity. When you're, when you're not you know, it, it's like such a waste of trauma, you know? Um, and that's when you experience symptoms of post betrayal syndrome and you get stuck. And those are, you know, two of the other discoveries, which I'd love to share if you want to hear.
0: Just on the flip side, in regards mm-hmm. to, you know, I'm a person who's been betrayed and then what I go through. I just feel I just I just wonder like what what the evidence or what the the research is showing in regards to like what type of person is super comfortable with betraying you know a a close family member or a loved one or even a coworker you know it's at the end of the day it's human beings right and we can all hopefully um empathize with with you know feeling let down and sad and angry and all these things but but betraying an individual like you're consciously stepping into a situation where you are causing another person's like significant harm and Mm -hmm. i wonder if there is there is there like a particular type of personality a trait of individuals who are super comfortable with that type of level of of, of betrayal is there much research in that
1: yeah you know the the main character characteristic of that would be a lack of empathy If you can't understand what that would feel like, you know, that's that's one thing right there. But there are so many reasons why people betray past trauma, sense of entitlement, no empathy, you know, uh, revenge. There's so many reasons. It does not excuse any of it because we're always uh, responsible for, for our actions. And it's so interesting though, because one of our programs is actually for our rebuild program is for the betrayer. And I get to see them, you know, on this, you know, in in a group and really work with them. And these are, these are people who have truly, I mean, certainly this isn't everybody. Uh, There's a, there's a group who is very comfortable betraying and that's just who they are. And they keep doing that, but there is definitely a segment of, of the betrayed, the betrayal, Uh, I'm sorry, the people who do betray, who do wake up and realize uh, that's not who they wanna be anymore. And betrayal will truly um, show you who someone is, or it has the opportunity to wake them up to who they temporarily became. When that's what happens, if, if you want to, it's a potential, there's a potential for an entirely new relationship with the person who hurt you. Of course, you don't have to do anything with that but the potential is there when the 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 betrayer completely wakes up to who they've been and what they've done
0: yeah i i i guess i mean there's obviously there's a there's a group of people within the population that we can call them psychopaths you know who without question is probably that first group you were talking about people who've got absolutely no problem with betraying people and have that complete lack of empathy with other people but there's other people who Maybe may exhibit betrayal. May exhibit betrayal in their lives, but like then maybe that's because of they've experienced so much themselves, especially at a young age, where they think that that's just like a normal thing that happens in the world. And until you like get that big kind of like wake up call where something huge happens and you see this huge reaction from another individual, that might make you start to think that, oh, okay, this isn't a normal way to kind of act within the world.
1: Exactly, and you know we we act in spite of because of it. That's one of the reasons why repeat betrayal is so common too, because if we've grown up with betrayal, and if we haven't cleaned that up, then we move into relationships, not because they're good, because they're so familiar. It's like, oh, I know how to, I know how to move within this type of relationship. This is something I know, where when we heal from it, it doesn't need to keep showing itself. We've we've moved past uh, what we've what we were accepting in the past it's no longer a fit for us we see it so clearly we've outgrown uh, those types of experiences we just don't resonate with that anymore
0: yeah if you were to experience betrayal on a consistent basis at, at such a young age you you're basically learning how to build relationships with people or how not to do that and you know as you go into like a, a a young, no, a young kid and then to a, a teenager and into the, into a, into a, an adult. those experiences of you communicating with other people and building relationships, like that betrayal piece is kind of like you know what can I get from this person rather than looking at looking at a relationship from a mutual perspective as a partnership? And yeah, I feel so I feel so sorry for those individuals that have grown up. Being that as a, a you know a normal part of their life, and then never having the ability to really like deeply connect with another individual, um, in a long term in the long term anyway, yeah, it's it sounds like it's a, a big problem, and I wonder like what we can do with um, helping educate children not just those mm-hmm. children who you know i don't, I don't want to say damage but those kids that have had uh, challenges growing up what can we do to like help them recognize that yeah you do have your own feelings and you do have your own emotions and you have words and you have behaviors that you can exhibit to change those but what you think what you say and what you do can ultimately significantly change you know yeah what another person can do as well or how do we how do we ingrain that or not ingrain or teach that to kids that that's a big responsibility
1: Yeah. Well, one of the things that's so important for them to realize, anybody to realize when they've been betrayed, even though it happened to you, it's not about you. And and that's that's one of the most important pieces, because when we start to when we think or we start to believe that it's us it's really hard to get out of it. And then what happens is we have those symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome. That was actually the second discovery that there's this collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal. It's now known as post-betrayal syndrome. Now, someone, you know, like you've explained who they grew up with betrayal and then they move into uh, further experiences and relationships where they continue to have Uh, these types of relationships, it's impossible not to have uh, symptoms. And, you know, first of all, we've had close to 90,000 people take our post-betrayal syndrome quiz on our site to see to what extent they're struggling. And a few things about that. The first thing is we've heard, we've all heard and been taught time heals all wounds. I have the proof that when it comes to betrayal, that's not true because, and like I mentioned before, those repeat betrayals, there's a question on the quiz that says, is there anything else You'd like to share. And people say things like write things like my betrayal happened 40 years ago and I can still feel the hate. My betrayal happened 35 years ago. I'm unwilling to trust. So we know that unless and until uh, you take deliberate action to heal your betrayal, it will follow you around like a shadow um, and just affect you know, and, and leach into every area of life. And and every few months I pull the stats from the quiz to see where people land. Happy to share them if you want to hear.
0: Certainly. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about the about the quiz and tell us a little bit more about the the results that you pulled over the what, 30 years of the Institute.
1: Yeah, so so the Institute, I'm in business over 30 years, the Institute isn't, isn't open for 30 years, but th- this is, so now imagine with the post-betrayal syndrome quiz, which is on our site, um, men, women, just about every country is represented. So out of all of them, 78% constantly revisit their experience, 81% feel a loss of personal power, 80% are hypervigilant, 94% deal with painful triggers and those triggers can take you right down. The most common physical symptoms. 71% have low energy, 68% have sleep issues, 63% have extreme fatigue, so you go to sleep, you wake up you're exhausted. 47% have weight changes. Maybe in the beginning you can't hold food down, later on you're using food for comfort. 45% have digestive issues. So this could be Crohn's, IBS, diverticulitis, you name it. Now to like we were speaking about this before, you can go to let's say the most well-meaning gut doctor, digestive expert. But if if they don't know that there's an and how would they, right? That there's an unhealed betrayal at the at the root, at the core, they're only managing symptoms. You know, because for like I said, 45% alone have a gut issue. The most common emotion, uh no, the mental issues. 78% are overwhelmed. 70% are walking around in a state of disbelief. 68% are unable to focus. 64% are in shock. 62% can't concentrate. So imagine you can't concentrate. You're exhausted. Let's say you have a gut issue. You have to go to work. You have to raise your kids. That's not even the emotional issues. Emotionally. experience extreme sadness, 83% are very angry. You can bounce back and forth between those two emotions all day long, which is exhausting. 82% feel hurt, 80% have anxiety, 79% are stressed. Just a few more, here's why I wrote the book, Trust Again. 84% have an inability to trust. 67% are preventing themselves from forming deep relationships because they're afraid of being hurt again. 82% 82% find it hard to move forward. 90% want to move forward, but they don't know how.
0: Are there, are there common, do you find out in those st- studies, like, sorry, in the, in the, the questionnaire or the form that you mm-hmm. guys have there that people, that people fill out, like what your portrayal was? Do they ever, do you ever get that descript- description? Are, are, there com- are there common ones they are like a top three betrayals?
1: Yeah. Relational uh, partner with a partner. You know, that's infidelity. The most the most common that comes our way. Family betrayal a real close second. And um, you, just just to get back to those statistics, one more thing about that. You didn't hear me say one thing, 20 percent, 30 percent. These nice. numbers are high. Here's yeah. the crazy part about it. These numbers aren't necessarily from a recent betrayal. This is from the parent who did something when you were a kid. This is from the girlfriend or boyfriend who broke your heart in high school. So think about this. That person may not know, care, remember, they may not even be alive. And we're walking around with these symptoms because we haven't deliberately and intentionally moved through the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. That was the third discovery. We haven't moved through our healing to truly heal and transform after the experience. To me, that's the biggest crime. If that we are having these symptoms that affect every area of life from something that happened decades ago.
0: Well, it makes perfect. I mean, I know quite a lot about the human body and and how stress significantly mm-hmm. depletes every single system within our body so you know you could have this traumatic event happen to you and it could affect your gut it could affect your brain it could just affect your skin without breaks you know it can be so so unbelievably diverse and Mm -hmm. unique and individual to different people and yeah i mean the big thing when you were just talking about that i also did notice when you were saying all those things everything was above like 60 percent, which is remarkable Mm -hmm. you know that's a lot that's, that's that's a high percentage of people experiencing significant distress and probably for decades at a time and as you say, a lot of the people who are the, you know, the, um, the people who bought this betrayal on them and it, it's most likely those people aren't in their lives anymore. And they you know have no idea where they are. It's a long distant memory. That means it's all stored in the body somewhere. It's all in the mm-hmm. brain. It's all within the body. And, you know, I think of, you know, a significant stress or like that type of a traumatic event, you know, that, that energy, that shift has to go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Now it's literally an mm-hmm. explosion. You might not be able to see it, but something significantly happens especially like when you get like bad news or something happens to you in a sympathetic fight or flight manner you feel that surge you feel it you know there's there's biochemical things happening there's a big change there and if your body is like if you don't digest that whole experience through whatever therapy or movement like all the other things that we know that are very very important towards your mental health and being able to you know, not necessarily just like forget about that, but to like get through it, learn from it, process it, eliminate it from the body. If we're not doing those, where's it going to go? It has to sit, it has to stay, it stays in the tissues. And we end up with this low grade chronic stress all of the time, like morning, morning, afternoon, and night when we're sleeping, you're just bodies in this constant like stress mode on all of the time, which is incredibly, the body just can't do that for long periods of time. It's designed to do it for maybe a few minutes, but to do it for decades and years, it totally makes sense that you're getting those unbelievable statistics on such significant systemic harm that people are experiencing for a long period of time. And if they don't have an outlet or an understanding to their struggles, even five years later or 10 years later, or realizing that they have to process a big event, they're going to struggle forever until they find somebody like you or they come across some of these amazing you know doctors practitioners that like have switched to more let's just say alternative holistic health and they're looking at the root cause of your concern and it's usually something that happened a long long time ago that's got nothing to do with the eczema that you have or the headaches that you have or the you know, literally the heartache that you feel on your chest for 20 years you know it's 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 deep it makes a lot of sense to me but like how do you begin to start educating people who come to you to recognize that um that they first of all that this thing happened to them the thing that happened to them is is causing a lot of their current stuff now in the day and educating them about like what they can do about it because they've got so much power to be able to to get through that and 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 do something about it
1: Yeah. So one of the biggest things we do, that's exactly why we started our certification program because you know, and you mentioned therapy, therapy, therapy can be wonderful, but if anything is going to glue you to one specific spot that prevents your healing, it's unpacking your story without a deliberate and intentional plan to move through it. So we work with so many uh, coaches, healers, therapists. uh, So this way they understand the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. And when someone comes to them with Uh, an unhealed betrayal, they can literally move them through the five stages. So that's really the education piece. And and that was the most exciting of the three discoveries. And what we learned was while we can stay stuck for years, decades, a lifetime, and so many people do, if we're going to fully heal and by fully heal, I mean, those symptoms of post-betrayal syndrome, whichever ones you happen to be, you know, you happen to have to that completely rebuilt place of post-betrayal transformation, we will go through five now proven predictable stages. What's even more exciting about that is we know what happens physically, mentally, and emotionally at every stage. And we know what it takes to move from one stage to the next. Healing is entirely predictable and happy to share the stages if you wanna hear them.
0: I think this is the perfect time to slip into that. So yeah, can you just take us through like those five stages, like list them off and then just and go into one a little bit for me, for us. Sure, please.
1: sure. Yeah. So they're all mapped out in trust again. It's what we teach within the PBT Institute. It's what all of our coaches and practitioners are certified in. Here's a a boil down version. So stage one before it happens. If you can imagine four legs of a table, the four legs being physical, mental, emotional and spiritual. What I saw with everybody, me too, was a real heavy lean on the physical and mental thinking and doing and kind of neglecting. Uh, or ignoring the emotional and spiritual feeling and being. If a table only has two legs, it's easy for that table to topple over. And that's us. Stage two, shock, trauma, D-Day, Discovery Day, the scariest of all of the stages. And this is the breakdown of the body, the mind and the worldview. You have just gotten the news that has forever changed your life. Right here, you've ignited the stress response. You're headed for every single stress-related symptom, illness, condition, disease. They start right now. Your, uh, your, your mind is, is com- in complete chaos and overwhelmed. You can't understand what you just learned. It makes no sense. And your worldview, which you mentioned earlier, your worldview has just been shattered. You know, it's, it's uh, everything you've held to be real and true is no longer. The bottom is truly bottomed out on you and a new bottom hasn't been formed yet. This is terrifying, but think about it. If the bottom were to bottom out on you, what would you do? You grab hold of whatever you could to stay safe and stay alive. That's stage three. Survival instincts emerge. It's the most practical out of all of the stages. If you can't help me, get out of the way. You know, how do I survive this experience? Who can I trust? Here's the trap though. Stage three, by far, this is the one that people get stuck in. And here's why. Once you've figured out how to survive your experience, because it feels so much better than the shock and trauma of where you just came from, we think it's good. We're like, okay, I got this. And because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know there's a stage four or stage five, transformation doesn't even begin until stage four. But because we don't know there's anywhere else to go, We plant roots here. We're not supposed to, but we don't know that. And four things happen. The first thing is you start getting all those small self-benefits. You get to be right. We like being right. We get our story. We get someone to blame. We get sympathy from everyone we tell our story to. And on some level, that feels good because that's kind of all we have right now. So we plant deeper roots. Again, we're not supposed to, but we don't know that. Now that we're here longer than we should be, the mind starts doing things like, well, maybe you're not that great. Maybe you deserved it. Maybe this, maybe that. So we plant deeper roots. Now, because these are the thoughts we're thinking, well, this is the energy we're putting out. Like energy attracts like energy. So now we're attracting situations and circumstances, and we start attracting relationships to confirm, yep, this is where we belong. The misery loves company crowd. This is when they find you. It gets worse, but I'll get you out of here. Because it feels so bad, but we don't know there's anywhere else to go, we don't know about stage four, right here is where we resign ourselves. We're like, this stinks, but I have to get through my day. So right here is where we start numbing, avoiding, distracting. We start using food, drugs, alcohol, medicating, You know, work, TV, anything to numb and avoid and distract ourselves from this painful place. So we do it for a day, a week, a month. Now it's a habit. A year, 10 years, 20 years. And I can see someone 20 years after their betrayal and say that emotional eating you're doing, you know, that numbing in front of the TV. Do you think that has anything to do with that betrayal? And they would look at me like I'm crazy. They would say it happened 20 years ago. All they did was put themselves in stage three and stay there. Does that make sense?
0: Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's fascinating.
1: Yeah. So that was why I wrote From Hardened to Healed. It is just for stage three. I'm like, you've been through the worst of it already. You owe it to yourself to move through the stages. What in the world are you doing spending all that time in stage three? And people, the longer you're in stage three, the more comfortable it feels, the more... the You know, and on some level, the harder it is to leave because it's what you know. And then when you start having all your relationships and all your people and all your support groups, you sabotage yourself very often because you don't want to outgrow your people. So really common right here. That's why in the Institute, we have a different type of support that lifts and inspires. So you're celebrated as you move through the stages. You're not you, you don't not belong whole different, whole different thing. Anyway, if you are willing, willingness is the big word here to let go of the small self-benefits, grief, mourn the loss, bunch of things you need to do. You move to stage four. Stage four is finding and adjusting to a new normal. Here's where you acknowledge, I can't undo what happened, but I control what I do with it. Right there in that decision, You start turning down the stress response. You're not healing just yet, but at least you stop the massive damage you'd been creating in stages two and stage three. Stage four feels like if you've ever moved, if you've ever moved to a new house, office, condo, apartment, you know, something like that. All your stuff's not there. It's not quite cozy yet, but you're like, okay, okay, all right, we we got this. We can do this. It feels like that. But what's so interesting about uh, stage four is this. There's this one spot where it's so common. Well, think about this. If you were to move, you don't bring everything with you. You don't You don't necessarily take the things that don't represent who you want to be. And there's this one spot. It's stage three, stage four, where if your friends weren't there for you, you don't take them with you. You've outgrown them. If they don't rise, they don't come along. So people say to me all the time, what the heck? I've had these friends 10, 20, 30 years. Is it me? Yes, it is. You're undergoing a transformation, and if they don't rise, they don't come. When you've settled into stage four, you've made it cozy. You've made it mentally okay at home. You move into the fifth most beautiful stage, and this is healing, rebirth, and a new worldview. The body starts to heal. Self-love, self-care, eating well, exercise, stuff like that. You didn't have the bandwidth for that earlier. Now you do. The mind is healing. Here's where you're making all new rules, all new boundaries, Based on the road you just traveled, and you have a new world view based on everything you see so clearly now. And the four legs of the table. In the beginning, it was all about the physical and the mental. By this point, we're solidly grounded because we're focused on the emotional and the spiritual too. Those are the five stages.
0: Amazing. Where can people read a bit more about that? I mean, you, you mentioned your book and Mm -hmm. your website just before i really i also want to know just because you just finished that topic perfectly i'm sure a lot of people maybe would have focused on number one or number three or number four or a little bit more than the other one so i won't be able to people people to be able to very quickly go over and learn a bit more about those five stages because they're very very important to obviously work together where were people Mm -hmm. was the best place for people to go and learn a little bit more about that
1: everything can be found at the PBT as in post-betrayal transformation, the PBT okay. I mean, the Trust again, in trust again, I map out the five stages uh, in from hardened to healed. That's if you find you are stuck in stage three, but always best to read trust again first. And then uh, from hardened to healed. but you'll find everything at the PBT institute.com.
0: Perfect. So that's where people can go. That's awesome. Can you tell us about the three discoveries that you found? In your, yeah, in your well, the
1: first one was that betrayal is a very different type of experience that needs its own type of healing, and it deserves its own type of name, which is now called post-betrayal transformation. So that betrayal is a different type of trauma. That was the first discovery. The second one was that we did discover there is a collection of symptoms, physical, mental, and emotional, so common to betrayal, it's known as post-betrayal syndrome. And the third discovery was that um, you know while we can stay stuck and most people do, if we're going to fully heal, we're going to go, we're going to move through five now proven predictable stages, uh, which are called the five stages from betrayal to breakthrough. Those are the three discoveries
0: yeah well it's amazing that through that research you're able to kind of create a um a strategy or a a platform for people to at least begin their journey and have you know have have stages and steps to get to where they want to be and have somebody explain like maybe what they've been feeling and thinking and you know behaving within for such a long period of time and to kind of like be understood like just to be heard and be understood is probably like one of the biggest things and also to actually connect that betrayal with a trauma with a very physical thing that's happening within the body to you know what's ha- been happening to somebody for you know maybe years and years and years at a time so yeah it sounds like it's an invaluable piece of research very very valuable books and the fact that you've you, you've mapped it all out for a lot of people is very very important i think oh, i think everybody knows somebody that suffered a significant betrayal and as you say, maybe stuck in stage three and that seems like the comfortable, cozy place to be, but to like actually get true, to like knock through the ceiling to become that different person, it sounds like there's more work to be done.
1: Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's all we do within the PBT Institute. People come in at stage two or stage three typically, and they're on a very specific path. All of our classes are labeled, you know, according to stages. Our coaches, we have, you know, and practitioners, there are some, they specialize in everything, um, you know, in, in divorce, in reconciliation, in addiction, in chronic pain and in somatic body-based healing because all of it needs to be worked through so really on someone's path they'll go to let's say stage two classes and see certain coaches and attend certain master classes and watch certain replays until they get to stage three and then the same thing and the same thing and the same thing um so that they move through the stages that's the whole idea
0: how how do you think i mean this is a complex question so do your best with this one but um how do we how can somebody know if they haven't really healed from from a betrayal because you say like it could have happened 30 40 years ago and Mm -hmm. people believe and think that they're done with it and that was over and it was such a long time ago and but there will certainly be parts of their now the person that they are now that is still still being gripped upon and pulled back from that experience how would you begin Mm -hmm. to dissect like am i Am I still held back from that experience now?
1: If they're gripped by that experience, they have not healed. It's like the person who says, well, I'm great as long as I don't see them. No, that's not healing. Betrayal uh, really lends itself to creating an entirely new identity. You keep all the parts about you that you love and you let go and you leave behind everything that no longer serves. It's like this. It's like, you know, Legos, right? So imagine, imagine a Lego structure in the corner of a room and it's just there, you know, just sitting there. And then the whole thing is destroyed. Here's, here's the opportunity in betrayal. It's as if the whole thing came down and you're looking at each piece saying, I don't want to build it the same way. I don't want to use that piece. I don't want to do it like that. I want to do it this way. I want to make it bigger and better and more beautiful, whatever it is. That's what's happening. So if someone's just you know, back to life as it was, where they're not maxed out in their health, in their relationships, in their work, they haven't healed. And and you can go either way with this. Rebuilding is always a choice, whether you rebuild yourself and you move on, or if the situation lends itself, if you're willing, if you want to, you rebuild something from the ground up new, with the person who hurt you. And that's what I did with my husband not long ago is to totally transform people. We married each other again, new rings, new vows, new dress. And our four kids is our bridal party. Um, and and people, I see people are so afraid of the death and destruction of the old, but that's the only way you, you birth the new, whether that's a new you or a new version of you in a very new uh, relationship. But that's a stage five thing. Like the PBT Institute, that was a stage five thing. A a new marriage to my husband, again, that was a stage five thing. You don't have access to that in stage, uh, certainly in stage two, and not in stage three.
0: Is there like a period of time where somebody will go from stage two to stage five? Is Is there a typical timeline?
1: Yeah, you know, it's it has so much to do with willingness. That's one of the biggest factors. When people work with me at the highest level in our transform program, they are signing up for a six month commitment and they move through all of it if the more willing they are um, in that six month period of time. But then again, some of them are in touch with me every single day. I have them, you know, I'm working on things with them physically mentally emotionally psychologically spiritually they're working they have access to everything within the institute they're diving in deep and those are it's not for the meek (laughs) those are for the people who say i i I, i'm so done with this and they're so angry that they let you know 10 20 30 years go by and they're they've had it those are the best ones because they're so ready
0: amazing well it sounds like most people who um sign up for the course or who contact you by the book for example have some level of willingness to begin yeah. with right it just depends in the severity of that i suppose and you know working with you working one of your coaches um, is only going to be able to draw that out of people as their understanding and as their knowledge increases through that whole process so just amazing and you've already mentioned the website um can you let us know like any like, social media places that people can can connect with you and, and check out oh. your stuff
1: Sure. My name, Debbie Silver.
0: Simple. It's on there on TikTok.
1: I do daily videos and I share them all around Facebook and LinkedIn. And you can just find me by my name.
0: Wonderful. And I'm sure that's all connected on your website as well. So I'll make sure that people are able to access that, to access all of those social media things, to get those daily updates. I think that, 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 that consistent exposure is obviously very, very important along the journey.
1: And what they may be interested in as well, I did two TEDx talks, the uh, the second one, do you have post betrayal syndrome? So um, that's something that usually hits pretty close to home. So if you're going through that, that may be something of interest.
0: Well, I'll also find the link to that TEDx talk and make sure that that's accessible as well, because I'm sure that would be a very, very good introduction to, to all of this work. So, yeah, th- thank you so much for coming on. I mean, betrayal is such a such an interesting thing. I think there's so many things like it that you have your own individual experience with it and you have your own individual kind of translation of it as well. But um at the end of the day, like it's leading towards trauma and it's leaning towards things that are going to hold people back from being able to allow their body to heal them, to, to to make them feel amazing. Like then the body wants you to do. So thank you so much. I'm so glad that you're out there doing this. I know I've got three people in my mind immediately that I'm going to send your website to, because I've been working with them for a while and I think it'd be a really, really, big piece that, you know, to, to, to add to the, to the like nutritional work that I'm doing with them to, to, to add that referral would be so powerful. So I'm glad that we had this conversation and I'm so glad that you're out there doing your work.
1: Thank you so much.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you so much again. And thank you so much for listening, everybody, or watching. This is True Hope Cast, the official podcast of True Hope Canada. I'll leave everything you need in the show notes to connect. And uh, yeah, you can leave us a review on iTunes if you feel like it. But that's it for this week. We'll see you soon.